The Bible is clear that Russia will be resurgent and eventually Europe will fall under its control. It will join Russia in the inevitable invasion of the Middle East described in Ezekiel chapter 38, verse 3, and say, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, or as the RSV puts it, the chief prince of Rosh, Meshach and Tubal, and I will turn thee back and put hooks in thy jaws and bring thee forth and all thine army, horses and horsemen, all of them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords, Persia or Iran and Ethiopia and Libya with them, all of them with shield and helmet, Gomer and all his bands and the house of Tagarma of the north quarters and all his bands and many people with thee. Well, we live during the time when the great preparation described in verse 7 is taking place. Be thou prepared and prepare for thyself, thou and all thy company that are assembled unto thee, and be thou a guard unto them. This is similar to the description in the prophecy of Joel when the decree goes out to wake up the mighty men of war. We read in verses 9 to 10 of chapter 3, Proclaim ye this among the Gentiles, prepare war, wake up the mighty men, let all the men of war draw near, let them come up, beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears, let the weak say, I am strong. Well, since the outbreak of the Ukrainian war, the world has struggled with how to control the Russian bear. PBS reported this week, global oil prices have risen on fears of restricted supply, which has only fattened the Kremlin's take. Meanwhile, skyrocketing energy prices have fed inflation that is squeezing consumers in rich and poor countries alike and threatens to push Europe into recession, end quote. Well, in an attempt to tether the Russian bear, the G7 countries are looking to target any shipment com shipping companies working with Russia to ship its oil to market. On September 2nd, 2022, PBS reported finance ministers from the Group of Seven Industrial Powers on Friday pledged to impose a cap on the price of Russian oil in a bid to limit the Kremlin's revenues and ability to fund its war with Ukraine, while also curtailing the war's impact on energy prices and inflation. The ministers said they would impose a cap by barring insurance on sh or shipping companies from helping Russia sell oil at prices above the set limit. End quote. However, this will not be easy to implement, as France's foreign minister was reported to state by CNBC. We read French finance minister Bruno Le Maire said on Saturday that efforts by G7 nations to introduce a price cap on Russian oil would require commitments from the wider international community to be successful. Yahoo News also reported France's energy transition minister said Tuesday that very clearly, Russia was using gas as a weapon of war. Western nations fear that Moscow is driving up gas prices to try and weaken their resolve in imposing, opposing its invasion of Ukraine. End quote. Well, rather than being cowered into a corner, the Russian bear came out swinging. NBC News reported on Wednesday, the Russian state-run energy company has shut down the Nord Stream 1 pipeline on Wednesday for what it said would be three days of maintenance. 
Then following the G7 meeting, Russia came out swinging again. NBC reported Europe's energy crisis loomed larger on Friday after Russia energy giant Gazprom said it couldn't resume its supply of natural gas through a key pipeline to Germany for now, citing what it said was a need for urgent maintenance to work to repair key components just hours before it was due to restart deliveries. It came after finance ministers from the group of seven wealthy countries Britain, Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, and the United States said a cap on price of Russian oil was meant to reduce Russia's ability to fund its war of aggression whilst limiting the impact of the Russian war on global energy prices, which have soared, end quote. Even the Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky stated in the daily address on September the 3rd, these days Russia is trying to increase the energy pressure on Europe even more. Gas pumping through the Nord Stream pipeline has been completely stopped. Why do they do this? Russia wants to destroy the normal life of every European in all countries of our continent. It wants to weaken and intimidate the entire Europe, every state. Where Russia cannot do it by force of conventional weapons, it does it by force of energy weapons. It is trying to attack with poverty and political chaos where it cannot yet attack with missiles. This winter, Russia is preparing for a decisive energy attack on all Europeans. End quote. As it stands, Russia has cut off its gas supplies to Europe through the Nord Stream 1 pipeline. CNN Business reported on Tuesday that Gazprom was cutting its gas supplies to France. We read, Russia energy giant Gazprom said on Tuesday that it will completely suspend gas supplies to French industrial energy group NG this week due to a contract dispute amid concerns of a potential energy crisis in Europe this winter. In a statement of its official Telegram channel, Gazprom said at the close of the business day on August 30th, Gazprom Export did not receive full payment for gas supplies from NG, France, in July under existing contracts, end quote. France has begun energy conservation measures and begun the process of restarting its nuclear reactors. Reuters reported French state-owned utility EDF will restart all its nuclear reactors more than half of which are now closed for maintenance or technical issues this winter, France's energy minister said on Friday. From October, each week, new reactors will restart, she said. Well, this winter, as Zelensky pointed out, will be the decisive point where Russia hopes to cripple Europe. Russia is playing the long game, attempting to force Europe into submission through economic as well as military means. This has been the Russian tactic since Peter the Great. Well, meanwhile, the Western media is flooded with stories of Russia being finished, its army spent, having, quote-unquote, lost the war with Ukraine. Well, Daniel L. Davis is a senior fellow for defense priorities and former lieutenant colonel, having served 21 years in the U.S. Army, retiring 2015. He was interviewed on Fox Business, where he questioned this narrative. You know, it, it just puzzles me because a lot of this stuff really is, is kind of self-inflicted wounds, and it was plainly obvious. I think too many people in the West, Neil, are still trying to deal with things as they wish they were and not as they actually are. I mean, you can't slap all these uh, economic sanctions on Russia, talk openly about wanting to harm them, and then expect Russia to do nothing. I mean, Russia has levers to pull. And this is one of them, this issue with the with the Nord Stream right now, with 
you know, claiming that it's for, you know, maintenance or whatever, and they're going to cut it off until Friday, we hope, and then turn it back on. But it just shows that they have complete leverage uh, over this. And of course, that sends prices uh, of gas through the roof, as you just mentioned there. And there's probably a lot more to come. But I think that you can see that on the ground, Russia is playing for time. They're not putting their troops in as much risk. They're using a lot more firepower, knowing that it's going to get a lot tougher on the West to maintain the unity that it has come the winter when these uh, prices start to really bite into us. This is the issue with a generation whose opinions are formed by media soundbites. They think the narrative is the truth, and what they are carefully allowed to see and are told is what is going on. The reality is that God has a narrative that his angels are busily bringing into place that will see his vindication. As we read in Ezekiel 38 verse 16, Thou shalt come up against my people of Israel as a cloud to cover the land, and it shall be in the latter days, and I will bring thee into my land, or against my land, that the heathen may know me when I shall be sanctified in thee, O Gog, before their eyes." Well, Russia cares less and less what the world thinks about it and its actions, as Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov told the BBC in June when he stated, Russia is not white and fluffy. Russia is what it is, and we are not ashamed of showing who we are. In a 4,000-word policy article, Alexei Drobinin, the head of Russia's Foreign Ministry Planning Unit, declared, Irrespective of the duration and outcome of the special military operation, we can already acknowledge that the three-decade epoch of mostly constructive but not problem-free cooperation with the West is irrevocably over. The turning back of Russia has finished. The drawing forth of Russia is beginning in accordance with the prophecies of Ezekiel. As you read in chapter 38, verse 4, I will turn thee back, and I will put hooks in thy jaws, and I will bring thee forth, and all thine army, horses and horsemen, all of them clothed with all sorts of armor, a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords, and so on. Well, not only this, but Russia is also threatening the nation of Moldova, not a member of either NATO or the EU. The German publication Deutsche Welle, DW, reported Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov this week warned Moldova not to endanger Russian troops stationed in Transnistria, a pro-Russian breakaway region in the country's east, saying doing so would spark a military confrontation. In a televised interview with a Russian station this Thursday, Lavrov said any action that would threaten the security of our troops would be considered under international law as an attack on Russia. In the television interview, Lavrov said that Russia would defend Russian speakers in Moldova, reminding viewers that apart from Transnistria, the region of Gagosia is also seeking special recognition in the country. He said he hoped Moldova's leadership would end the Western-dictated geopolitical games and instead think about the interests of the people living side by side. In July this year, Lavrov already accused Moldova of working to annul everything Russian, just like in the Ukraine, end quote. While Moldova is the country bordering to the southwest of Ukraine, right next to the city of Odessa, and was once part of the Soviet Union, like the Ukraine. The threat of Russia opening a second front, though, isn't just bellicose bearspeak. Yahoo News reported German's chief of defense, General Abhard Zorn, warning on Wednesday, 
The bulk of the Russian land forces may be tied down in the Ukraine at the moment, but even so, we should not underestimate the Russian land forces' potential to open a second theater of war. He pointed to Kaliningrad, a Russian enclave between NATO members Poland and Lithuania, as a potential hotspot. Russia threatened to station nuclear and hypersonic weapons there should Finland and Sweden join NATO. End quote. Well, Putin visited Kaliningrad this week instead of attending Gorbachev's funeral. Gorbachev was the last Soviet president deemed by Putin and many Russians as the man responsible for the fall of the Soviet Union in 1991. Putin wanted to shore up the ability of Russians to come to the enclave after the EU's efforts to restrict Russian travel by denying visas to Russians wishing to do so. Russia is claiming America is in a chess game with death. Newsweek reported of the current deputy chairman of the Security Council for Russia and former Russian president and prime minister, Dmitry Medvedev, Medvedev accused the West of wanting to take advantage of military conflict in the Ukraine to eliminate Russia from the political field. Those are the dirty dreams of the Anglo-Saxon perverts who go to sleep with a secret thought about the breakup of our state, thinking about how to shred us into pieces, cut us into small bits. Medvedev wrote in a translated post, such attempts are very dangerous and mustn't be underestimated. Those dreamers ignore a simple axiom. A forceful disintegration of nuclear power is always a chess game with death, in which it's known precisely when the check and mate comes, doomsday for mankind, end quote. While we do not fear global annihilation from nuclear war, as the earth has been promised to the meek, and the kingdom is soon to be established upon it, with the Lord Jesus Christ unseating the corrupt world governments. We read in Daniel chapter 2, verse 44, In the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom, which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it will stand forever. We know the eventual outcome of the conflict in Europe. Russia will be triumphant and Europe chained. The world is in complete denial of this prophetic fact. Israel is once again in a fight for who will govern it. Britain has deposed its leader and is in a fight for who will replace him. America has never been so divided and busy fighting itself with the current and former presidents both declaring each other to be enemies of the state, while the true enemy is continuing its preparations. Preparations we know from the Bible will eventually lead to Armageddon. For the Bible in the News, this has been Jonathan Bowen joining you.